Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Come on, service. I love this service. Somebody give the Lord a lulululululu. You don't know what that is. That's from Gulu, Africa. When I went over there and preached to a few thousand pastors, they don't clap. They just lulu. And I loved it. I brought it back to America. It means I have victory over my enemy. So if you got victory over your enemy, be loud about it on three. One, two, three. <laughs> if, you, if you're new, we have a lot of fun in this service. Give a big hand clap. Those of us who are watching on Vidcast Pod. Oh, I love this thing. Like a little pointer. Watch it, right? If you're ever in the area, come out and uh, visit us. And that will make you feel right at home. Don't forget about our daily Bible study that we have. Monday through Friday, me and my brother do, and then our wives do it on Saturday. And uh, what a great way to start off your day. It's the number one daily Bible study on YouTube, and uh, we give you a scripture for your day. We pray over your day. But, you know, me and Jason, normally we, we teach different services, and it's great to kind of get another perspective and kind of even go a little deeper on uh, our teachings and stuff. I know as you're looking up here, you're like, something's different about Scott. I can't put my finger on it. Does he do his hair different, new cologne? It's the, yeah, you couldn't tell. It's these things. And uh, before I explain what happened, um, I need to apologize to the many, many of you who I said I was skydiving. And the reason I did that is because it takes so long to explain every time, 30, 40 times. So I found that if I just go, they go, what happened? I go, skydiving. They go, oh. And they walk, which is, you know, it makes me feel good that you're like, oh yeah, he skydives. No, I don't. <laughs> but I was like, thank you all. Because actually a couple of you laughed. They're like, oh, okay, whatever. And so here's what happened. Uh, 53 years old, and this is a true story. And I wish, like, I wish the story was, you know, I got on a skateboard, I was doing some cool grinds, and then, right, or I killed a bobcat. Like, I wish it was a cool story. It's not. It's a 53-year-old story. So here's what I did, and this you can ask Holly. This is a fact. I on Friday night, I went to bed. That's just that's what happened. And I woke up and I couldn't walk on my right foot. That's what rendered. This amazing foot, useless, is I guess I, at 53, are you supposed to stretch out before you sleep? I don't know. I went to bed, I woke up, and I could, and, you know, and I wish, like, the day, I was like, okay, what did I do the day before? Like, did I do a marathon? No, I didn't do a marathon. Like, you know, I went to the bathroom three or four times. That was it. That's what I did. But my doctor said, uh, my doctor, WebMD, uh, my, uh, said, <laughs> I have Achilles tendonitis. And so uh, Achilles tendonitis, and some of you don't know and realize I had this Christmas Eve service, uh, and I could barely get around on Christmas Eve service also. Last a couple days, good for me. It happened on Saturday. And uh, here's the cost. You can Google it. It's crazy. It is for older people who play racket sports occasionally, <laughs> which means I'm a below average athlete who's older who doesn't do things like all the time. If I'd have played regularly, I guess I wouldn't have this because it was irregular. I ended up with this fun little thing. It'd be a couple of days, but I'll fix it. It'll be fixed forever this week. I'm done with it. Amen? Amen. All right. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Tony. Uh, so uh, a pirate a captain was sitting out with his men on the shore there. All of a sudden, they see a British ship coming. And so he yells out uh, to his men. He's like, go get my red shirt. And so off they go, and they get his red shirt, and he puts it on, and they have a, 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 just a brutal battle, but they come out victorious. And 
Uh, next morning, same thing. They're out, and all of a sudden, British ship coming. He says, go get my red shirt. He gets his red shirt, and another brutal, bloody mess battle. That night, they're sitting around the fire, and his uh, pirates were like, hey, uh, that's weird. The last two days with the battle, you had us go get a red shirt. Why was that? The captain said, well, it's important to keep up morale. And, you know, I know it was going to be a bloody battle, and I might get uh, stabbed or something else. And I thought it was important that you all didn't see me bleed. So they keep you encouraged and built up. Next morning, as they're sitting out on the, on the beach, all of a sudden they look out, and there was 37 British ships coming on towards them. And the captain screamed out, Get my brown pants! <laughs> Come on, who's ready for the word today? Anybody out there? Open up your Bibles to John 8.31 as we're in our final week of awake. You and I need to be awake to the devices of the devil. Right? The devil is a liar, a father of all lies. And so we need to be awake and looking around and realizing that the devil can't do anything to my life. The only thing he can do is get me to believe a lie. Just like Eve, he couldn't force Eve to eat the fruit. He had to conjure up a lie. And when we believe the lies, we limit our lives. And so we've been talking about in this series that as Christians, that if we want God's kingdom to come to earth is what Jesus wanted to establish, then we got to do things different than the world, right? If I do things the world's way, I'll get the world's result. i got to do things God's way to get godly results. If I apply Hollywood's principles to my marriage, I'll get Hollywood's results. But if I'll get in and I'll apply godly principles to my marriage, to my children, to my relationships, to my job, to every area of my life, I begin to see godly results happen. We see Jesus talking here in John he says, if you abide in my word, he says, if you'll do my word, apply my word, right? Don't just hear it on the weekends, but instead go ahead and apply these things. He says, you're my disciples and you will know the truth. Somebody say the truth. And the truth will set you free. If the truth sets you free, that means that a lie will hold you in bondage. And many people are limited in different areas of their life because they're operating off of a lie. And there's lies that maybe we grew up with and, and maybe our parents weren't there and didn't do a good job, but we still adapted some of the lies that drove their life and now their lies are driving our lives. And it isn't until I get the truth that the truth begins to set me free, but it starts with abiding. Right? I begin to do, I begin to apply, I get up in my morning, and I begin to do things differently than I did in 2021. How many people know if you do things the same way you did in 2021, you're just going to get the same results in 2022? But in those areas that you didn't see God's best, you go, you know what? I'm going to start doing things a little bit differently in my home, my family. Maybe do some things differently with your boyfriend, girlfriend, with your, in your relationship, in your marriage in your job. You know, you begin to do things differently. You know, when I go to work and I have a negative attitude, I'm going to try God's way and I'm going to do things as if I'm doing all things under God. I'm not going to do things halfway. I'm going to give my best. I'm going to be somebody who doesn't give up. I'm going to be an encourager. I'm really going to do 2022 and I'm going to encourage everyone that crossed my path. Path. I'm going to build people up and you begin to apply and abide in the word and all of a sudden the truth begins to set you free in different areas of your life. I was watching, as I was flipping through uh, YouTube, different videos, and uh, this interview, I think it was an interview came up, and 
there was a very unhealthy person being interviewed there. They were trying to make an, an example with what they were doing because they had a donut in one hand and, they, had, and they, they were probably in their 30s and they had a pizza in the other. And they were eating and just doing, right, while they were talking. And the message that they were, they were trying to convey is that society and culture right now is saying and pushing their propaganda that you've got to eat healthy and you've got to exercise to be healthy. And they said these words. They said, but my truth. Somebody say my truth. My truth is that it doesn't matter what you eat and if you exercise, you can still be healthy. And I went, I hope that's true. I wish that was true. I really did. I, went, I was like, that would be cool if I could eat Nacho Bel Grandes all day, every day, and still be healthy, right? I, I, I wish your truth was the truth, but your truth isn't the truth. And the buzzword going around today is my truth. Well, Pastor, this is my truth, right? I know you have your truth, and I have my truth. But Jesus didn't say that your truth will do anything. It said the truth is what makes a difference in your life. Come on, somebody out there. If your truth is that gravity doesn't affect you, how many people know that if you get up on a rope and you jump off, that your truth is still going to hit a hard reality of the ground? The same thing for life. If your truth is not God's truth, then there's going to be some hard realities that end up hitting hard. And the closer that your truth is to God's truth, the better your life will be. The farther away from God's truth your truth is, the worse life is going to be. The more limits, the more lies. The father of all lies, Jesus went on in that same chapter to talk about. The devil wants your truth to line up with Hollywood's truth. How many people know if you have Hollywood's and the Kardashian's truth, things aren't going to be the best type of life out there. But if I begin to get the word of God working on the inside of me, and I began to line up my truths, as we talked about a couple weeks ago in Corinthians, cast down all truths that are contrary to the Word of God. That I live a life that challenges the truths that I have, because my truths are guiding my life. What I believe is making my decisions throughout the day, whether I realize it or not. Your truths about hard work, your truths about relationships, your truths about a good attitude, all of your different truths are making decisions throughout the day. If my truth is not God's truth, then I am limited in every single area that the wrong truth is operating in my life. Uh, a couple years ago, on one of the award shows, I don't know if it was Academy Awards or one of the one I don't know, Ben and Jerry's award. I don't know what award it was. But anyway, there was an award, and uh, Oprah Winfrey was up, and she was very passionate. She was all nearly yelling uh, at the camera and to the people. And she's like, the most important thing you can do is to speak your truth and to hold on to your truth. And as I watched that, I went, that's not even in the top thousand most important things that you can do. The most important maybe thing that you can do is to speak the truth, not your truth. Right? Come on, somebody out there. Because here's the thing that Hollywood's trying to say at that moment. See, they're not really, they don't even believe that. Because they don't want me speaking right the truth. They don't want me speaking my truth, the word of God, and kingdom living, and living differently than Hollywood's living. They'll go ahead and they'll cancel that, and they'll criticize that, and they'll negate that. The only truth that they want to speak is the lies that they have been fed and the propaganda. That's the truth that they want to do, and they want you to hold on to that truth. But that truth doesn't bring a good life. Speaking your truth, right, doesn't do anything if it's not the truth. In life. Now watch the scripture here in uh, Ephesians. Until we all reach unity in what we believe in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. Somebody say mature. 
attaining to the whole measure. I like that, that, that we're living wholly the way that God wants us to live of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching by CNN and Fox and by the cunning and craftiness of the people in their deceitful schemings. Come on, somebody out there. This way and that way. You know how you know the, the, the news is lying? It's on. And so, let's <laughs> be honest with you, right? Oh, no, what they said last week is going to be way different than what they say this week. It just changes day by day by day, and people flop this way and that way on the different teachings and the different beliefs. What I like to do is believe in the Word of God that has not changed since Jesus Christ began to speak it. It's the same today as it will be next week, as it will be in 2023. He says, uh, instead, speaking the truth. Come on, somebody say, the truth. Not my truth, but the truth in love. Right? And we talked about this some last week, that we don't go in the world and jam it down people's throats. We do everything with honor and we do things in love. But I don't speak my truth, that I speak the truth in love. And it's mature. You know, I like to be mature. I don't, I don't want to be infant, right? Grow. You know how many times we hear or said, hey, you just need to grow up, right? The, he is so immature. You know, when people are immature, it's simply because they're not applying the truth. They're not living a life of truth, right? And even in the world, when people say that he's so immature or she's so immature, it's really because they're not operating at God's level in their life. You never look at somebody that's working hard and you're like, you're so immature, right? You need to grow up and stop working so hard. That's, you don't say that. Somebody that walks around and encourages people and builds people up and is nice to people, you don't go, that's immature, Right? You say those things when people are acting like a five-year-old. Now, praise the Lord that we're not listening to Oprah. We don't talk to our five-year-olds and go, Hey, I need you to speak your truth. Hold on to your truth. Right? Don't ever change. Because if a five-year-old never changes, how many people know? And there are some 40-year-olds that still act like a five-year-old. They're holding on to their truth and speaking their truth. But their truth is selfish. Their truth isn't about anybody else. Their truth is about what they can get out of everything that they do. They, right, they want to just eat, do whatever. They want to live their life however they want, like a five-year-old. Praise the Lord that speaking your truth isn't the right thing to do. I want that five-year-old. Isn't that what parenting is? Parenting is, if I want to mature my child, I just need to have them acting more in the truth. I don't want a teenager who's acting like a five-year-old. Right? Speaking their truth, right? Slamming the door all over the house, doing whatever they want, whatever they want, not want to do it, right? I don't want that. I want a child that has matured in the ways of abiding in God's Word and applying it to their life. Can I get an amen anywhere out there? Speak your truth. Hold on to your truth, right? Then you just have people just spewing garbage, infant stuff that changes day by day, need to mature. In my household... If you were to ask the boys and my wife, uh, our tooth fairy was irresponsible, lazy, and cheap. That would be their words <laughs> about our tooth fairy. Our tooth fairy took it to heart and decided when Savannah was born that our tooth fairy would be epic and be the greatest tooth fairy ever. And so when Savannah lost her first tooth, I was on it, man, that right, right under the pillow, boom, in the morning she came out, she's so excited, she's waving a $20 bill, right, and the boys are like, are you kidding me, I got a quarter, that was like a year ago, I'm like, be better, and so, 
She lost her second tooth, came out again with another $20 bill. They're like, this is just crazy, right? Well, she lost her third tooth, and I went under the pillow. It wasn't under the pillow, right? And so the next night, same thing, I checked under the pillow. And then come to find out, our tooth fairy has a very short attention span. And so I forgot all about the tooth, right? And so now, fast forward five days later, it's Sunday morning, I'm getting ready for church. And uh, I'm in the bathroom there, and all of a sudden I hear the door knock, and Savvy comes in, and Savannah, right? She's like five or six. She's broken. She is crying in that cry that she has been hurt to her core. And she's like, the tooth fairy doesn't like me, hasn't come all week long, won't leave any money. And I'm like, oh my gosh, our tooth fairy forgot, right? And so as Holly is consoling her, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, I got to come up with something. And I had just an epic idea. This is a great idea. I felt like it was from God. I grabbed my cell phone, put it up to my ear. I came out and I'm like, all right, bye. And I went, and I looked at the two, you know, most important women in my life. I said, hey, I just got off the phone with the tooth fairy. And the tooth fairy was super busy. Uh, but the tooth fairy's coming tonight and going to really make it up to you. It's going to be epic. And then I'm looking at these two women, right, as they're looking back at me. And Holly goes, the tooth fairy doesn't have a phone. I'm looking at her because we've been parenting for two decades together. We've been seen to be on the same side all two decades working together on this. And my perception, you tell me if I'm wrong, is that she's calling me a liar about the tooth fairy and what the tooth fairy has and does not have. So I continue to look at her for a moment. And then I said, okay, I just want to just kind of make sure that I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. What you're saying, love of my life, is that the magical tooth fairy, you know, the tooth fairy that is able somehow to go around to thousands and thousands of houses in a single night, that tooth fairy, the same tooth fairy that magically seems to be able to leave money underneath every kid's pillow, though the tooth fairy has no source of income, <laughs> this magical being, this Fairy, I'm stretching the truth too far for our daughter in saying that the tooth fairy swung by T-Mobile over the weekend and got a small data plan and gave me a phone call. I'm out of bounds here. This is how would a kid ever believe that that could ever happen? And Savannah looked at me and she goes, yeah, the tooth fairy doesn't have a cell phone. I said, really? Because the tooth fairy just texted me and said, I quit. So yeah, the tooth fairy has a cell phone. Tooth fairy's out. We're done. We got to grow in our thinking. It's not about my truth. It's about God's truth. And I don't want us to be a, a church that says, well, my truth and my truth. There's the truth. And the truth, right, is the way. It leads to great life. It's a light under my path. It gets on the inside of me, and it changes those things that are out of whack. Isn't that what the says the word is? The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It gets in there, and it goes in between your thoughts and your feelings, and it's able to say, hey, let's change this and let's change that. But if I'm stuck in a world where it's my truth, which is different than the truth, then I don't open up my heart to allow God to get in there and change. 
It's a, it's a sense of pride. That I'm in pride. My truth. I'm not teachable. I'm not humble. This is my truth. But in Psalms 10, it talks about the fact that, that, that when you are in pride, you're unteachable. You leave no room for God to get in there and do a work. I ain't got no, word, no room in here for God to get in there. But when I'm teachable, and it's not my truth versus the truth, and I said, God, I want to challenge every thought, everything that is contrary to your word, I want to pull it down. And I want to live a life, come on somebody, that's lined up with the truth. You know, my Jeep has, inside of it has a little owner's manual. It's what you would call maybe a Bible for my Jeep. Because it gives me the instruction booklet of how to make my Jeep and get the most out of it. Right? And in there, there's things that I got to do. There's some hard work things. You got to change the oil. You got to rotate the tires. You got to take it in for the checkout. Like, there's things you got to do. Right? But it isn't that it was trying to give me work. It's just trying to get me the most out of it. But if I were to say, you know what? Jeep has their truth and I have my truth. And my truth isn't their truth. Somebody's hear a noise? Hello? Come in. I don't know. It's 53 years old. I have a leg and now I hear noises in my head. And so... <laughs> is that the amber alert there? Is that, what, is that the amber alert? Or is that a tornado alert? <laughs> There's an alert! Lord, in the name of Jesus, whatever the alert is, Lord, your hand is upon it in the name of Jesus. I don't know what it is, Lord, but you're watching over, you're protecting your guide, whatever that is, Lord, your hand is upon that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So, I can't just go, I don't apply the, the Jeep's truth. I have my own truth, and so I don't do oil changes. Right? And, I, and, I, and I don't believe in gasoline. Right? I'm not, I, I don't believe in going to the service center. I don't believe in gathering in God's house once a week and praising the living God. I don't know if I believe in those things. I have my truth and they have their truth. I won't get the most out of my truth, out of my Jeep. But when I apply the truth to my Jeep, it's designed to give me the most. The same thing for the Word of God. God says, let me give you an instruction manual for your life. This is going to give you the best life. I know it doesn't always make sense to change oil. It doesn't always make sense once a week to gather. These are the things, right? It doesn't make sense to love your enemies and say kind things about them. It doesn't make sense, right, to wait until you're married. I know in your, right, it doesn't make sense. But if you'll do it, it'll give you the most out of your life. You abide in the word, and the truth sets you free. I'm going to show you uh, something up here on the screen. And give the Lord a big hand clap. Come on, somebody. You're a loud servant. I love it. I think we want to dance. Uh, uh, when I show this on the screen, most of us have already seen this, but I want you to yell out what color you see when this comes up, on the, what color this dress is. Throw that dress up there for me. Blue. There's like, a, there's so many different answers. How can there be different truths? Isn't that weird? How, how could there possibly be so many different truths? I look at it, and I see uh, gold and white. That's what I see, right? I see gold and white. Any other gold and white people? Right? There's some blue and black here, right out there, some blue and white, right? I think I, somebody said purple, I, you need help. And so, <laughs> the dress actually is blue and black, right? That's what it is. But, man, I know, it's the craziest thing. But here's the thing we have to realize. Oftentimes, our things in our history and our truths are not the truth. And if I go into the world and I'm treating the world gold and white, though it's blue and black, right? I'm definitely going to put some limits on it. And so we have to be open to the fact that what I see isn't necessarily a reality, but instead I got to apply God's, even though it, sometimes it doesn't make sense, I got to apply God's truth to my life. It doesn't make sense to love the unlovable. 
It doesn't make sense to, to, to give to people that, that, that seem to be mean and nasty, to say nice things, to have a good attitude even when you don't feel like it. But when I apply the truth to my life, it seems to raise the level of my life that I don't have to do Hollywood's way because I'll never get God's way or God's results in that. They have a thing called True North. True North uh, is what aviators and boat people that are, that are commanding ships and stuff, they, they use this to, to figure out where they're going and how to get there. Something that God established, but man uses. But you know, True North doesn't change. It's not like the winds and the wave, where like sometimes True North is down in Hawaii, other times in South Dakota, like you never know where True North is. True North is consistent and always the same. How would you like to get on an airplane and have the pilot get on the loudspeaker and say, hey, I'm going to do my true north today. It's different than the true north, but we're going to fly by my true north. Well, who knows where in the world you end up? I don't want you to fly by your true north. What's my truth? I get that, but I still want you to fly by the truth because it's the true north that will get you to the right destination. And God's word is true north for life. And when you fly by your true north, you don't end up in God's best. But if I fly by God's true north, and set my course on what God said it to set it on. And I say, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to do your word in my family. I'm going to do your word in my relationships. I'm going to do your word in my life, in my business. I'm going to do your word and your principles in every way. As I begin to apply God's true north, the truth begins to set me free. It sets me free from my depression, from my anger, from my frustration, from my addictions. From my lack, it begins to set me free from every limiting force in my life. Because what happens when it's my true north, I leave no room for God to get in there and change. But when I say, God, it's not my will, but let it be your will done, I open up my heart for the great carpenter to get on the inside of me and fix me from the inside out. Come on, some of you have been trying to fix stuff too long. It didn't work. Most of us are already done with our New Year's resolution. We're not even in February yet. Right? We're not even in February yet. But the things that, are, thing that has worked for me in my life is I say, hey, God, i got to change the way that I believe on this. And God gets in there. And things that used to control me no longer control me. The carpenter gets in because the work he started in you, he will finish if you allow him to. If you will not be full of pride and let it be about your truth. I don't want to set my truth. It's not my truth. The only truth that I want to speak, the only truth I want to abide in is the truth. The truth that God has set in our owner's manual of life. Try it in 2022. See if it doesn't make an incredible difference when you're like, you know what? The truth says to be in church once a week with my family. Try it, as we've been doing for 12 weeks. Right? You're like, man, what a difference it made. As I've said many, many times, my life is epic because my parents, when they got saved when I was four years old, they said, oh, the Bible says? Well, let's do it. That's what they did. They're always like, hey, the Bible said so. We did it. It was weird. They abided in the truth, and the truth has set our family where we are today. And if you'll start right now, your parents and grandparents may not abide it in the truth, but this is the generation that will abide in the truth. Your house, as for me and my house, 
we will serve the Lord. And what happens is it's not just for you, it's a legacy that you leave for generation to generation to generation. That the Andersons, our people, don't always get it perfect, but we work hard to change our beliefs to line up with God's belief and to abide in God's word. And the Andersons are disciples. I want you to be able to say the same thing for your family, that we are a family that lives our life by the truth. Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now. It's so simple, it's easy. You know, the lie says that somehow you've got to earn your way into heaven. That's the lie that's out there. You may believe that. But once again, the truth will set you free. The truth is, the Bible says, whosoever believes. That's it? Don't I have to somehow be perfect? Well, you can't be. Jesus was perfect so that we don't have to. Now, of course, if we want to have a great life, then we've got to live like at a higher standard, a different level. But your eternity is not secured by your actions. We're going to say a simple prayer. If you'll say it with me and believe it, you'll have it. That's it. Really? I, uh, yeah, you're going to heaven. Everybody say this out loud with me so nobody's embarrassed. Dear me, Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all of my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Living Word growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com.